This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I have a world champion, Maya Malek. Uh, It's actually Mia. (laughs) Mia Malek. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Everyone does that. It's okay. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I, I, I have Mia Malek here on the podcast. Thanks for coming on. And thanks for coming on here with your belt. What, what belt is this? So, this is the Atlantic Canadian Champion Belt. And who did you win to get this belt? So, that was at the UCW show. And I originally um, won it from Charlie Hubley. And then I defended it again against Backwoods. How... Did you start, like, what was your history in wrestling? How did, what made you decide to start wrestling? So, it's not like the conventional way that a lot of wrestlers will say. A lot of them will say that they were a fan of wrestling growing up. They know all the wrestling characters. It was very different for me. I actually did the freestyle wrestling. What was that? So, just, you know, um, the wrestling that you have in school. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did that, and that was, I was super young, and I I just wanted to be strong and protect myself against bullies. Mm. So, a different kind of wrestling, but that's what piqued my interest. And then, after school ended, I just kind of forgot about it until I went to a show in Bridgewater, and I was like... What was the show? Um, it was just, uh, I forget who was um, promoting it, but there were a lot of local wrestlers there, just mm-hmm. a local wrestling show, and I just kind of thought, I want to get in the ring and, and What about that. what you saw in the ring made you want to do what you saw in the ring? I just wanted to be a badass, <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to fight. So I guess then was the pro, so, so you watched the show, and then what? And then I figured, okay, well, I, I got to find out how to train, because it's, super hard you gotta train for it and it's called a hybrid sport because there's so much going yeah. on so i knew i couldn't just go in the ring and be like okay i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> so uh i got to be friends with a couple of the local wrestlers mm-hmm. and they introduced me to uh new scott he does all the filming on youtube for all the wrestling mm-hmm. so that was a great connection to have and i i kind of learned a couple of things from some local wrestlers but it wasn't really enough to be taken seriously so they they all told me that I, I had to get you know formally trained, so I did that uh, over with uh, Troy. What what does formal training involve? It's just basically you know going through the basics, the fundamentals. Um, they basically say learning how to not kill yourself in the ring because <laughs> it's very dangerous. Yeah, because you're <laughs> jumping high and there's a move I actually saw you on Instagram, and that's why I saw you. It's like um, so you're fighting with this massive guy, and then he tries to hit you. You dodge and you grab him, and then you walk on the ring and you jump down and fling him. It's, no. Yeah. That was uh head scissors rana. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So obviously <laughs> you got dangerous things. So what is the training like what do you like how do you even train to do that? Yeah, so you it starts very basic. Like I said, I, I went to two different trainers. The first one, um, you know, Troy taught me the basics, so lock ups and rolls. You've got to start really small. Wait, what lock ups? Just like, you know, go up to a guy and grab his his head and his arm. Um, and I, I had a lot of trouble with the fundamentals because I just wanted to jump. And <laughs> <laughs> so, but they kept telling me, no, you got to go through this. You got to walk. You got to crawl, walk and run. I'm, I just want to run. <laughs> and they wouldn't let 
let me. So that was about two months of fundamentals, and then how uh, often would you train? Um, we trained every weekend, so it would be um, so like both day, like sa- Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Whoa. Yep. So how, how many? How many hours would each day be? So it'd be two hours every day. So if you're looking at four hours a week for the basics. That's crazy. Yep. And then I thought I was done, but I wasn't even close to being done. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple months later, because COVID happened, right? Mm. So I was kind of on pause. And then a couple months later, I met Kobe Christ, and he was like, "Yeah, you're not, you're not done yet." <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I trained so hard. This mm-hmm. was so hard. I almost gave up so many times. <laughs> and he was like, "Nope, you're tiny." You have to be a luchador. <laughs> so what's a like? What's a luchador? It's like the Mexican style, like oh. the stuff that you said is cool. Yeah, um, they're flipping around nine oh two. Yeah, they're six one nine. Sorry, nine oh two six one nine. That's the one yeah. move I haven't perfected yet. I oh man, that's crazy! I, you have to be like spinning and jumping and yeah. I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so this new trainer. Yeah, so Kobe Christ, he was with the Kaizen Academy. He actually, I was one of his two first students, and he was like, "I'm gonna teach you luchador. Don't worry. Like, you're, I'm gonna show you how to use your size to kill these guys." <laughs> and you do. Yeah, he taught me. I was with him for about three months, and it was a lot longer. It was very long hours. <laughs> so, oh yeah, that's what. So it's boys still weekends. Nope, it was uh, three to four times a week. What? Four hours a day. That's that's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so okay, so what would a typical session involve? Like, you get there, mm-hmm. you get into your gear, and then what? So um, with Kobe, it was a little different because it wasn't the basics anymore. So we would do our warm up, and that was kind of involved the basics. But then we get right into chain work. Which is when two guys get in the ring. I'm gonna call myself a guy, <laughs> and they just you know do moves to try and counter each other to get their shoulders down. And then after that, we would go through new sequences, new lucha stuff, and just keep at it, keep learning. It was always constantly learning. And I find one thing that Kobe was really big on was the psychology behind the moves. In what way? So it it was hard for me to grasp at first, mm-hmm. especially someone who didn't grow up watching a bunch of matches and stuff. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's like the psychology of why do you do this move? Why are you doing it right now? And how is it going to affect the end result? Mm-hmm. And he would kind of put like the match into boxes. So like box one is uh, saying um, like representing who are you? So it's kind of like establishing the match. Mm. And then step two would be the shine. So how is the baby face, which is a good guy, going to make themselves outsmart the heel, which is the bad guy? And you just kind of go through that in the psychology. And it's just, your mind gets blown. (laughs) (laughs) You spend probably an hour every session would be him just talking about the psychology behind everything. And you learn a lot. And how long has he been wrestling? Oh, he, well, he started when he was 14, but he always says that he's only been, you know, actually formally wrestling for six years, mm. which is crazy for how talented he is. <laughs> so, hopefully I can get good that fast. So, <laughs> so, so you, you train for, so 16 hours a week, uh, like, yeah, I just had to do a little math day, like, that's, that's like a job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to work for it if you want right, to succeed, right, if you want right. the belt. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, was that your goal to aim for the... What was it when you 
you sort of think at Bridgewater, like you want to do this, do you like say, oh, I want to be a champion someday or? No, that, that didn't even cross my mind. Mm. Um, I just, I wanted to get very successful in the business and I wanted to travel. So mm. this is kind of just step one of doing it in the Maritimes. Mm. And then step two will be, you know, going internationally, maybe Mexico, Japan, whatever. Whatever it brings me, I'll take it. Wow. So, and then, I, I guess, um, how many... Do you remember what your first match was? Like, your, like your first match? In, not not training match, like a match match? Yep, it was actually at a bar show. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, against two big guys. It was a triple threat match. So, so wait. The triple threat is the one where anybody wins every... That person... Like, you can win any... It, it's not yeah. like a partnership. It's like yeah. everybody for themselves. Everyone for themselves, yeah. And who are the people in the match? So, it was me, Big T, and Max Power. And like, did you actually get into a point where you decide to kind of team up against one person? They actually, it's funny. People keep helping me in the ring and I don't even ask for it. Because <laughs> um, it was all of us against each other and I was more than willing to kick their butts. Yeah. But basically, they kicked my butt at the beginning after I got a couple moves on them. I was basically knocked out, right? Like, <laughs> they're big guys. It was my first match. I was down. Then what happened? And then at the end, I just, I, I went on the top rope and I, I got the crossbody on them. And I, it just wasn't enough. And then Big T actually had the win. He was about to pin Max. Mm. And instead, he picks me up and puts me on top of Max. Did he ever tell you why he did that? No. <laughs> but I got the win. I, I don't know why he did that. Maybe he thinks I'll, I'll help him and give him the win one day, but I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, you know, I mean, he did something nice. Like, why are you not ever considering, I guess, you know... I'll help them one day. <laughs> so, what are, that was your first match. What are some memorable b- matches you've had before the, before the match you won the belt? Well, my favorite match was when I won the belt. Obviously. <laughs> With Charlie Hubley, just because he's the biggest talker. Like, <laughs> he, the things he says, he calls people garbage. And I, I was willing to just take it and, and let him think I was an underdog and... You should have heard him. I went in there and he was like, who's this little girl? (laughs) You're bringing me garbage. She's garbage. And in my head, I was like, okay, he thinks I'm nothing. Yeah. So I'm going to trick him and just beat him out of nowhere. And I think he just underestimated me and wasn't at his A game or something. Yeah. What move did he use to win? Um, For Charlie, I actually used, first I used the code red and then I, I went on the top for the crossbody. What is code red? Um, it's like when, it's hard to ex- just explain without doing it. it, but basically it's kind of like a, a roll in between their legs and then pull them, pull them onto their shoulders. Yeah, yeah, If yeah, you can yeah. picture that. Yeah, 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 yeah. People that, uh, oh gosh, people that follow wrestling know they call red. I, I watch, I'm pretty. Like I watch wrestling unhealthily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watch raw a lot. So so you know, um I guess at, at what point do you, do you know you're ready to go uh fight out out of the maritime division? So it's probably just people um approaching you. I oh. got So the closest I I got asked to go to Moncton. Um that was the furthest I wrestled, but I'm just I feel like I could also get uh, asked to go with 
Kobe, for example, because I think he would be willing to bring me. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a way to where you have these connections, you know, these wrestlers. Mm -hmm. If he thinks I'm good enough, maybe he'll bring me with him on a tour. Mm -hmm. So that's an, a possibility too. So now you've done all these matches. How often do you train now? So <laughs> things are a disaster right now. In um, what way? Well, first it started with COVID, but mm -hmm. then we got around that. We started again and we got a training center. And we trained four days a week, and we've been doing that for a long time, except a couple weeks ago, we lost it. Why? <laughs> we lost the center, just, uh, I'm not sure what happened, but we're looking for a new place to train. So once we find a new place, it'll be four times a week again, for sure. Gosh. But until then, it's just working on my, my gym game, <laughs> getting stronger and trying <clears throat> to outsmart my opponents. Yeah. Um, how do you pick your signature move? So it's basically, it just kind of comes to you, whatever mm -hmm. you think works and what people seem to react to and enjoy, mm -hmm. you just, you pick it yourself. And as long as nobody else like locally is, is, has claimed that as their finishing move, for example, then mm -hmm. you can, you can claim it as yours. Wow. What do you love about being the champion? I just love it so much. They put my they put my picture on the maritime wrestling yeah, pages I saw, I saw and on the uh, UCW pages. It's just like every time I log on to social media, it's like I'm something new. I'm like, <laughs> so I just I love it. It's it's getting good attention for for my wrestling career. So mm -hmm. hopefully that stays. And and you have a match coming up on the twenty fourth of October. Yep. How are you preparing for that one with the center gone? So, especially, this one's really tricky because my opponent backed out. I don't so know. So, what are you going to, are you going to get, like, a replacement? Yeah, so the, they'll get a replacement. I think it just will be somebody who decides they want the title. Oh. So, they'll challenge me. Um, it was supposed to be Chantel. Uh, it would have been my first girl match. Wait, 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 wait. Um, <laughs> you've been fighting guys. <laughs> Did you think I was fighting girls this whole time? Uh, well, I mean... Big T, Charlie. <laughs> I guess Big T could stand for a girl. Right, thing. right, right. Charlie, too, could be a girl. That's true. Right? I'm like... If Charlie hears this, <laughs> he's going to call you garbage. <laughs> but, like, you know, Charlie could be a girl's name. So, so yeah. I'm sorry. You, you, you went to a show at Bridgewater. Yes. You're like, okay, I want to do this, but I only want to fight. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, there's two reasons. Yeah? The first one is it's super badass to beat guys up. Well, <laughs> I can't argue with that, yeah. And the second reason is um, locally, unfortunately, we have a huge problem with not having very many female wrestlers. Oh. So in our province, there's actually only me right now. No way. And then the closest one we have is in Moncton, which is who is going to come and fight me for the title. Oh, I was... Oh, wow. Because I went to a match uh, a long time ago. But, like, there was a girl, so, like, she must have traveled from yeah. somewhere. They liked to bring in girls... Um, when they could, of course, without yeah. COVID, just because it's nice to have a couple girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's not many around here. Oh, wow. Man, that's that's a lot of balls. Like, I'm going to just fight. And you have someone to show for it. So, so now you have the belt. Like, I guess, what are some plans you have coming up after after the match on the 24th, of course? So I actually have another show, a, like, a week after that one. Um, with Kaizen, the guy, or Kaizen Isn't your Wrestling. body like 
suffering, man. It definitely hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say a good week after any match, you're gonna be walking like a right. Eight-year-old. And then like you like like uh, and it's just a week later you're going to the man. I just so yeah. um you finish a match. Do you have like a well cool down or like fixing? Like what do you do to your body? Well, right after a match, you don't feel it. You feel invincible, and it's <laughs> it's so weird because the adrenaline is yeah. still there, and you're like, "Oh wow, I didn't get hurt during this match." Yeah. Then you wake up the next day, you're like, <laughs> "No, I did, I did." <laughs> and then, what are some rehab things you do in between matches? So I definitely I do a lot of yoga. Stretching is super important. I actually have a machine to uh, like a back massager because. Oh man, it just it kills your back, especially. Cause yeah, because they're always flying down yeah. on the mat, and and like with your skills, where you are just jumping everywhere. Yeah, it's it's a lot, but you know, when I first started, I used to have bruises everywhere. Your body does adjust, and it grows stronger. So you know what people say that I don't know. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> does. Like the bruises don't come anymore because your uh, body expects it. Right? You're like, oh, this is gonna happen on Friday or whatever, and like prepare yeah. for it. So now oh. it's just avoiding injuries. Like backwards, he really hurt me actually during the match. I I had a bruise on my chin. What? And my hand was bruised a bit because I just he clocked me right there. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily nothing too serious. So. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So uh, you think Chantel will like change her mind and come to the show? I don't think so. I think there was a bit of a conflict for her. She just. Um, Mm. Maybe she was scared of me. <laughs> I look scary. I think she was scared of me. I mean, if you've been beating guys up, that like... must be it. She's like, no, I'm used to fighting girls who wrestle right, girls. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, um. So like, it's just train, train, training, and then get ready for the next match, and train, 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 and get ready for the next match. Yep. If, if you want to be good, you gotta keep on. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing you do and you do so well is your social media at what, what's your Instagram again? Mia underscore Malik. Yeah, it's like I remember the very, it was like maybe it was like your first match just a few months ago. It was like who's this person? And it was like eight people, and now it's like crazy. Yeah. What is your trick for social media? So for social media, it's the same with um, training. I feel don't sleep on it. You just you have to keep it active and constantly be putting stuff out there. Mm. Hashtags too, I find are important. And yeah, it's just it's a whole like algorithm. It's it's a huge trick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble with the TikTok algorithm. But oh, Instagram, I, TikTok. yeah, I just started a TikTok. I'm doing funny videos. I just I can't stop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did one recently where I'm just eating gummy worms and people loved it. <laughs> no way. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, um, if what would you do if, say, you know, I know you said she backed out, but she came through and then she took the belt. What do you do? Well, that wouldn't happen because <laughs> <laughs> she's not taking the belt. If she does come, I will, I will beat her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, you know what? I'm having such a great time and I'm thinking, um, do you like? Will you ever like have be part of a tag team or? So there's been a couple of people that asked me about that if they could be in their tag team. It's definitely a possibility. I don't know if it would be 
permanent or just like a part-time thing. Mm. I'm actually, I can't say who. <laughs> it's a secret. But for a show coming up, someone asked me to be their tag team partner. Mm. So that's definitely going to be happening. Is it going to be yes or... Yeah, I think I'll be saying yes. Oh, wow. So How do you even decide who your partner with? Because like you've had many people ask you and then you're saying yeah. yes to this person. Well, it's like a few things that you have to be considered. At the end of the day, you always have to ask the promoter, um, is this what you want? Because mm. it's, it's their show and you can't be fighting someone or doing something that they don't want. It's mm -hmm. their vision. So it's it's up to them uh, how they feel about everything at the end of the day. So you always aim super high. Are you ever going to promote your own show someday? I definitely won't be doing my own show. That's a whole other uh, algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> um, not my expertise at all. I've seen what goes down with it. Um, like, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even just helping like pick up the heavy parts of the ring. For, <laughs> if, if it's my show, I'll have to pick up a lot more pieces. <laughs> So, uh, no, I think the future is just going to be traveling and uh, okay. who knows, um, it's, it's a big dream, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll actually get this into a full-time career and wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I can't wait to have you back after your match. What are you come back with a belt or no? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll see. Oh man, ma. Mia. <laughs> Just think of Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mia. Mia Malek, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No worries. Thank you so and much. And have fun at your match. Thank you. It was great meeting you. And uh, thank you. I will. <laughs> this is the Blackout Podcast. listening.